I have no idea what song you're talking about. I'm gonna have to look this up. Little pig, little pig, let me in. You know it's gonna be the clip I put up on Instagram, right? Is y'all y'all doing that? Welcome to the 101st episode of the Cassidens Creation. I'm your host, Chris Deering. This is the show where I interview bands and public figures from the MathCore, MathCore adjacent communities. If you beautiful people in chat have any questions or comments, feel free to drop them in. I'll try to read them aloud. If you like the sub for five bucks, you get access to some exclusive emails, as well as early access to all the interviews before they hit YouTube and other streaming platforms. Uh, if you'd like to, uh, you can also sub for free by attaching Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. It's like taking five bucks from Jeff Bezos' pocket and putting it into mine. Watching this on YouTube, listening to this in your car, and I have no idea what I'm talking about. The show is first shown live on Twitch Twice every Sunday and Wednesday at twitch.tv slash thecastatinscreation for the live cast. With all that out of the way, let me introduce our guest today who dropped their third EP, I Don't Feel Anything, back in September through Dark Shell Records. Welcome in, Wilziex. How's it going? Hey. Hola. Did I pronounce that correctly, Wilziex? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did I really not? What, what is it? Wilziex, but the way you pronounce it is about- one does it so yeah you're technically it's, right. e- it's either that or wilzix but like honestly we kind of like we, we chose it thinking like oh yeah it'll be funny if we just like say it wrong half of the time anyways and just confuse people <laughs> so uh tell us who you are what you do in the band i guess we'll go uh left to left to right yeah starting with you uh i'm in and i do the vocals uh i'm alex i play guitar i'm colin i play bass Johnny, I play drums. Alrighty. Uh, so I actually saw two lineups out there uh, with your names on there and another one with Zella, Nilak, Nye, and Nyaj. <laughs> what, what's going on with that? <laughs> <laughs> names just backwards. That's, that's literally it. Oh my God, it is. I didn't even notice until just now. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> why, why do that though? Like just, just playing around, just memeing? We had big plans. We loved the Locust, and we had big plans at the beginning to be, like, like we were just going to, like, have a gimmick where we'd, like, dressed all, like, a certain thing. It was a little more silly at that point, and we've gotten a little bit less silly. <laughs> so, like, we kind of just, I mean, sometimes we still dress up ridiculously, but we were just going to be very, uh, yeah, I don't know, off-putting, no real names, kind of anonymous. Well, uh, it's funny you bring that up because y'all said that y'all were going to be Cetacean, that y'all are cetacean metal. I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly, like even a little bit. Um, but I looked it up and it's a whale, and then I realized that the fucking whale from South Park is Wilziex. <laughs> well, however you pronounce it, Wilziex, we'll go with that. Uh, is is the whale from South Park? So, uh, what's going on? <laughs> Why'd y'all go with that? We couldn't land on a name, and like we were watching South Park, and it was, I think it was just like, fuck it. It, it, it was one of those things where like <laughs> seeing the name with the zyx yeah kind of was pleasing and then also the idea kind of like how matt and trey make their episodes like a week before i don't think of that anymore but they used to make them like a week before to current times and current events i kind of wanted to take that idea with this band and have like an ever-evolving sound that's going with current times and current events possibly we're emotionally influenced by south park (laughs) (laughs) okay okay um at first i honestly i didn't even realize that that was the connection at first i totally thought it was like supposed to be like this weird little uh wxyz thing which you flipped around the the xyz with like the w made it will but far less complicated you're just naming it after after a stupid joke in a south park 
which is totally, totally legit. <laughs> uh, so you guys started your Facebook in April of uh, 2017. Uh, I assume that's about when the band got together. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep, seems about right. Uh, Joel, you find each other. Um, I, me and him played in a band together. Uh, we were in like a grindcore band before that. Um, I lived with. Him. Yeah, yeah, and me. Yeah, we all yeah. lived together. Uh, Johnny, I worked at a music store with, and I saw him shred some drums one day, and was like, "Oh, damn!" And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> straightforward. Have y'all had the same lineup the entire time? No, we did start with actually a different drummer. Yeah, yeah. Technically, we did have another drummer when we started, but uh, Johnny recorded the first one with us. He was he was the first like real set in stone drummer. We played one show with the other guy, but oh shit, still- man! Four years, same lineup. That's awesome, dude. Most bands are changing members left and right. Try. But <laughs> <laughs> you try to change members and it just didn't, it never worked out. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> This victim dies if one of us leaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you dropped your self-titled EP in, in June of 2017. Then your second one, the raw congenit congen the raw congenital complex. Uh hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you dropped them in 2019 and now you're back with your third one. I don't feel anything. Uh what's different this time around? Uh I think we've found a sound that we want to explore more where like when we first started with the very first EP with the first drummer that we had, it was, it was a joke. It was just like, Oh, we hate repetition. We all have ADHD. Let's just go part. What now? Okay. Now this part. What now? Okay. Now this part. Yeah. The writing process was bullshit. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't a joke. Like we still like that. We still play some of those songs and like, I still like them, but but it was, it was a lot more satirical. We were, I don't know. A lot more. I don't know. It was, (laughs) it was was different. It was different. Yeah. We've gotten a little bit more. It's a little bit darker. I'm sure you can probably hear that if you've listened. I was actually going to say that. Yeah, 100%. Um, it, it's, to me, it's like uh, y'all slowed down a bunch on this EP compared to like your last two ones. Slowed down a bunch, and it's a lot darker. Actually, it sounds very similar to Horse Torso. I imagine that you guys are like, that you know, at least know of, their, of them, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh, hell yeah. It sounds so, so similar to that. When I first heard the songs, I was like, oh, shit, that's... They're playing uh, stuff like Horse Tour, so that's awesome because it's a sound that I feel like needs to be explored uh, a whole lot more. Um, just real quick, wanted to uh, mention Holly's in the chat. How's it going, Holly? And uh, Full Metal Jacket's asking, ass or titties? Alrighty. Ass. <laughs> shit. Physical shit. <laughs> okay, alrighty. <laughs> well, sorry. I like the small toe and just the small one. You like the what? The small toe. The small just, like, what? Toe? Oh, a just small the, toe. Okay. The small, small one. The rest of them are gross. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting whenever I asked that question. Anyhow, um, <laughs> you guys definitely have a strong daughter's influence. Uh, and a bunch of influence. I could tell from like 3-1-G bands. Y'all were mentioning the Locust. That, that was something I was on top of. Um, what are some of your other influences? Oh man, they're all over the place. Yeah, I guess it depends on who you're talking to. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're we're come from very different worlds. I yeah, I didn't really start listening to like any of this kind of stuff until I started hanging out with these guys. I I listened more to like jazz and stuff like that. So this was oh, like I could definitely of, feel like the jazz influence in, in this. It's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm still I'm still like kind of learning all of those bands. Like 
Yeah, and like <laughs> Alice Cooper is my favorite band, and like I like a lot more like you know death metal and weird psych rock shit, and like just old stuff. And like recently, I've been like a huge country head, so like literally nothing that he listens to. <laughs> uh, uh, I listen to everything that's not made here in the U.S. Pretty much, uh, a big thing that like inspires me to make the newer sound that we're going towards is um this genre that's called zool it's it's kind of something that came from the rock and opposition era of music where it was just people taking weird genres and just melt like mashing them together because they're like i hate how disco's on the radio i don't want to i want to do the exact opposite of that okay so kind of like, like no wave kind of yeah well, that was yeah, yeah. more yeah. with yeah. like classical and like like highly refined instrumentation played as if they don't know how to do it. <laughs> so like, <laughs> okay. Um, Poil is one of them. This is another band called Me. Um, and for uh, Ultra Zoom. Poil, Poil rips. If you haven't heard Poil, listen to Poil. Poil I haven't listened it. to him. I need to. Send me a link. Oh yeah, absolutely. We will. Yeah, Stuff like Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum, I think is like yes. one that we all yeah. like. They're... Yeah. Something oh. like a sound we uh, want to go towards. If no one's listening to Mel Banana, listen to Mel Banana. Yeah, Mel yeah, Banana. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. There's a couple things we agree on. Yeah, like, yeah. Mel Banana is one I got. I got to get up on. But uh, Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum was one of like the first metal bands I actually listened to. So uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. Deeper down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that song. Uh, Sleep is wrong. I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah that was that was one of the first ones I heard. Alive, they literally fall asleep in the song. <laughs> <laughs> they, they really that's crazy dude no way <laughs> that's great yeah they fuck people they're super unsettling live it seems like yeah yeah <laughs> uh we got christian segerstrom in the chat how's it going man hey okay. index um you smell like right now <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what, what's the uh, writing process like with you guys? Is uh, one person primarily directing it, or are you guys just bringing in random stuff, seeing what sticks to the wall? Al usually brings in like some or most of a song on guitar, and then we jam it a bunch and it morphs into something very different. Um, it's like we get like a kind of a roadmap from Al, and then it just twists till it ends up into something where, like, okay, I think we're okay with this now at this point for the jam parts or the parts that sound like soundscapey we'll just put down like phones and just jam for like 30 minutes to an hour and just do whatever and record it and see what happens and if we like something they'll be like, cool let's turn that into a song yeah um, like a lot of the times when we practice like it turns into a long jammy thing and we stumble upon something we like too and we're like oh okay there's that thing yeah we'll find like a loop and then just kind of like splice those things together and like make it flow I, yeah like, I don't like to write a whole song, so I'll write a piece or like a quote-unquote riff, and then I'll present it to them, and I'll just be like, "All right, thoughts," so, and then we'll I just mean, evolve it from there. So, sometimes they end up pretty damn close to the exact same thing that you had written at home, or at least that you had been like playing on guitar yeah, yeah. or something. Like he'll he'll, like he'll come with like a riff, definitely. yeah. But but then but then sometimes we'll totally fucking contort it and make it into something totally different. Yeah. But well, like I'll write a riff and I'll play that riff, but I will let them do whatever the hell they want behind it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so you're kind of like making like the centerpiece of the song and then you uh, kind of craft things around it. 
yeah, like, that's one way like I, I build the skeleton and then they help build the flesh and hair. Hmm. It's like it's kind brings... of morbid, but okay, I like it. <laughs> so, uh, I really like the lyrics. There's a lot of awesome imagery and stuff, and they have a very nice flow to them. But I have no clue what they are, what they're about half the time, because the metaphors just go over my head. I'm too, I'm too zero head for it, you know. So, uh, what are the lyrics mainly about? Um. Uh, I guess, I mean, like, a lot of it's just, like, kind of an expose on depression, I guess. Um, I was kind of getting the feeling it was something like that, but I wasn't completely sure. But, yeah, but, I mean, like, that's definitely not all of it. I, I don't know. Um, it really depends. It depends on what, you know, what I'm feeling when we write the song. Some of it, a, a lot of it, I write to, like, I'll... When we're jamming, sometimes I'll write parts before I write lyrics, and then write lyrics to them. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm I'm not trying to write a storybook, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like. Oh, well, they're very pretty lyrics, man. Like, I, I think you did a good job writing them. It means it means to you, right? Okay. It means a lot yeah. And to everybody else, that's that's kind of where I'm at, <laughs> but. But yeah, not, nothing, I mean, like, there's not, I guess there's some, like, ex explicit uh, subject matter sometimes, but, like, most of the time it can be, it's it's meant to be molded to, you know, <laughs> how, how you feel about it, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, okay. I feel a certain way, and I'll never be able to explain that way, but. Whenever I, <laughs> I read the lyrics, I kind of got a vibe of the inner like inner turmoil of perception but without the ego without the human like without like hey this is i am this human telling the story it's just you can be the human experiencing the story like it's whatever you want to perceive it as yeah, obviously that's, that's it's kind of it. it, it's it's dark <laughs> yeah. but it it just kind of goes over like sporadic thoughts that go through head during stressful situations yeah. I guess earlier stuff was very like uh, I guess a little bit more uh, I don't know um, kind of like teenage in the way that like I would talk about wanting to die all the time and I tried to like move away from that like 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 we get it. everybody wants to die <laughs> but I, wanted, I wanted to like I don't know I, I, the the newer stuff is definitely a little bit different. Uh, take than that i guess uh, it, it's yeah i don't know it's, it's hard to explain it's a sporadic narrative yeah 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 it's like it's naked lunch yeah it's, it's yeah. yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> or any of the like do you know about like the beat poets no okay so um uh naked lunch i'll i'll say another thing i'll send you a link um, so he was this incredible poet, um, that was just really fucking breaking some crazy barriers in that world. Um, he was like the, the pioneer of something called the, the cut up method where like he would essentially, it was like almost experimental writing. So he would, he would, um, write something and then he would write another thing and there'd be a section that he thought like maybe like went on too long. He'd cut out a section of that and put it over another piece that he had wrote see what fits in. And even if it doesn't totally fit correctly, uh, as time goes on, he like kind of, <laughs> as, as, as time goes on, he figures out what it means to him. Okay. 
and other people may figure out what it means to them. But sometimes you're reading William S. Burroughs and you have no fucking clue what he's talking about. <laughs> Off as a like heroin sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then sometimes it's just these crazy sci-fi porn scenes where like, like there's like just like jizz flying across mm-hmm. the fucking room and there's like a bunch of aliens who are all fucking each other. But then like the next <laughs> sentence will be like the most profound thing you've ever mm-hmm. fucking heard in your entire I feel, I, I feel that that whole thing too, like just reflects how information is taken in nowadays too. Like that yeah, was like the right, internet before right. there was an internet. It's like <laughs> right? It's, it sounds crazy. It's like crazy alien porn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> crazy alien porn. That that's like half the internet right now. It's just crazy alien porn. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Holly's wondering, uh, what does the modular synth look like in a live setting? Do you make bleep blo- bleep bloops organically, or uh, memorize them, or do you record them as samples? I was kind of wondering that too. I figured you had a uh, backing track. Um, no. So, um, it's so I I don't really have synth sounds necessarily live. I do have a modular synth setup that runs uh, effects. Actually, I have um, I have delay and I have a filter on what either my vocals or the samples that I'm shooting through it that come from a tape machine basically uh, uh, and then so like we, when we do it live it's never gonna like our our uh, our samples are never static if you see us live you're not gonna hear the same thing it's always gonna right. be totally um, so because I just will find a tape and think it sounds cool it's usually somebody talking and then I'll just shoot it through some effects so like the effects uh, is what the modular is basically. And I use a DL4 too, but, um, but other than that, I mean, it's not, I'm not really like bringing like actual modular synthesizers per se, just certain pieces of them to affect certain sounds. Yeah. And like okay. when this, this last time we did use a lot of synthesizers and shit, but like we did. live yeah. it's, he just uses pedalboard because it's, it's, it can make all the bleeps and bloops and shit. <laughs> I have a lot of, uh, guitar synthesizer pedals yeah he's he's got all the synthesizers <laughs> I actually live. I, have, I have a bunch um, at home but he, he brings them to the shows it's all guitar though <laughs> like one of the one of the newer songs there's like an in-between part before the heavy part at the end where there'll be a synth on the recording going like Meow, but then live i'll do it with an fm4 which is the like big purple pedal that the locust uses and i'll just do my so it's like kind of the same but a different totally different feel Hmm. Alrighty, man. Um, so uh, this is recorded and mixed by Eric Sauter at uh, Blackheart Studios, who did all of your other stuff. And this time it was uh, mastered by Zach Weeks at God City Studios. So why didn't you guys go with Brad Boatwright? That's who everyone goes with. Like Seriously, the last like six bands I've talked to have gotten this shit mastered by Brad Boatwright. Fully expecting you guys to be there, too. But uh, it wasn't. It's Brad Boatwright. I don't fucking know, man. He does everything, though. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a guy who writes, like, romance novels from Walmart. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, awesome. But yeah. uh, how was your recording experience? Oh, yeah. du- his last name was Douches, and we couldn't we couldn't keep it together. Our yeah. last one also was recorded at uh, Machines with Methods. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, the- but, yeah, how, how, was, how was this time around? Um, well, we've like, we've known Eric forever and like Johnny and I are in, in a band with Eric too. Um, so like he's seen us live more than anyone who is recording music around here and knows what we want and what we're actually like going for. Um, so 
it made a lot more sense. And also, he's like been a homie of ours for fucking ever. So it was nice working with that too. Um, like our first thing we recorded was like one of the first like 20 or 30 things I think Eric recorded. And it was like in like a weird spot and, you know, significantly less gear. And now he has this fucking incredible studio. It was, it was still figuring it out. And yeah, sure. we did it on like, it was like uh, Eric and I worked at the same music store and it was like my lunch break and he yeah. took the day off. So it was like, yeah, it was like very rushed and yeah, yeah. it was a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> um, the second one with Seth was really cool because it was it was fun going down to machines because like a lot of our bands that we like like yeah. you know Chinese yeah. stars and daughters da- yeah daughters and Arab on radar and I shit are all yeah, there yeah. like oh yeah it's battles like oh yeah. like yeah. just Lightning down ball. down the board like like there's so much shit has come out of that studio but at the same time he didn't know us as well and had never like seen us play live or anything you know so he like he didn't quite understand it as well as eric did yeah so when eric had the the gear and the knowledge to really put out some good stuff we were like all right we're gonna we've, go we've also had i think this is the that. first time we've recorded where we have all the gear to make the sounds in our heads that we want to make where we never had all the shit or didn't know what to get so now that we have like the right you know bullshit pedal combination and have an understanding of how to get those sounds on recording after I've been to a real studio and to a buddy studio and now our buddy has a real studio so it's like well fuck it let's just do both you know it's one of the, you know it just worked out really uh, it made sense for once yeah. and, and we were able to rather than like going down there going to a studio doing everything that we needed to do mixing and then being like all right well that's all we got time for it we were able to like there's a couple things we wanted to fix so we could go back because it was our best friend and he's in town <laughs> we yeah could just be like hey can i redo this thing and he'd be like yeah yeah no problem 20 bucks yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we recorded rock in general we practiced for like every day for like a month before because we were so stressed to like we have to do this in two fucking days, man. I think Fuck. we overdid it. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, no. Yeah, I like, think we overthought. Machines that is a fucking cool studio. Like you can stay there. There's like a there's like four or five beds. There's a massive ping pong table. There's God a kitchen. Sick jazz bands playing. Yeah, every night. Like, yeah. and if there were shows like, playing, uh, like Seth oh, walked in with sick. beer and just gave it to us and said, "Hey, come hang out." Yeah. Like yeah. the bartender as well as the engineer. Yeah. <laughs> So like it's, it's a, a really sick spot. Six yeah, spot. and they had shows there for a while. Like I saw it was um, uh, Doomsday Student and uh, Lightning Bolt there, mm-hmm. and it was fucking cool. It was the smelliest show I've ever been to. <laughs> like everyone who went to that place stunk, but it was really fucking cool to see them there. Oh, that's awesome, man. Uh, Holly's saying that it came out really good, and I think it did too. You guys did a really. Uh, I, I love like the originality that uh, comes from stuff like this. He, he, there's a lot of bands that are like trying to copy each other right now, and it's really uh, nice to see like someone doing something. Thank you. That's, that's why we, this was incepted. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, got your artwork up on screen right now. What the heck is this? Do, like mushrooms, or is this like a coral reef thing? Or what, what the heck am I looking at here? Yeah, a really interesting. I'm glad you <laughs> asked about that. There's a really interesting story. <laughs> so like in our practice space there was a piece of fungus that was sitting in like the Fourier area for fucking months 
and it had like that thing is so like, like not in your practice space but like in the area leading to your practice space there was fun yeah like this thing is like okay. maybe the size of like uh, a couple quarters like side yeah, by it's side like it's small it's like a bottle cap so um i get stoned with film cameras a lot and i <laughs> found a, I like the combination of filters and shit that i needed to get like a one-to-one -one photo of it and it took me like four or five rolls of film and like a bunch of money of just being an idiot not knowing how a camera worked that you know that much at the time to get like an image of it and i've had the image floating around and then we we're like oh that'd be a cool cover or whatever but um as well when you say the other thing about like where the fungus came from yeah oh well yeah so so um i at, at the the very beginning of 2020 when shit started really going south well i guess it was like may it was like the the day that march. everything shut down it wasn't march it's march um the day that everything shut down uh mine and his house burned down in a fire jesus we, christ yeah i mean like it, it is what it is some this is it, it it's like this it but I don't know. It's some crazy shit that we ended up finding out that that fungus, we found that fungus literally where we ended up burying our very beloved cat. Uh, and then didn't know that it was from that day until what? Like a three, year later. Yeah, like yeah. maybe like yeah. two months ago. Uh, a friend of ours had brought it inside and it was, was like, it was all put together. Yeah, we gave him a copy yeah. of the CD. It's like, oh, I didn't know that was the cover. That's your guy's dead cat, basically. And I was like, what? what the fuck so, like, jesus it, it, christ it, the cover is uh jan this very sweet cat she had her own she instagram awesome. hashtag she fucking ruled she was yeah. she was awesome dude she, that's they, fucking crazy what the hell <laughs> no that's yeah, the crazy yeah. part. if you had, like planned that then like yeah that's some normal shit but like we have hey, is that normal <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, that's you know that wild like I grabbed that from the rock when we buried Jan. I was like, okay, yeah, we're going with that. We're using that. Yeah, dude, that's insane. Holy shit, that's crazy, man. Uh, one of the things I do got to I do have to say about the cover. I love the way that y'all wrote the album album title. You wrote it like what, what was that four times on there, and like increasingly yeah. weirder and weirder writing. I, I think that's really good. Like showing like I don't know someone losing their mind or something like that. I think that's really. But holy shit, dude! Like that's a crazy fucking story with that. I thought this might have been just like clip art that y'all found somewhere, and or like like a picture someone else took or whatever. But that is crazy, man. Okay, um, I do want to bring up your uh, second EP's artwork because I always thought that one was weird, and I had some questions about. It. So, so you got like a rabbit, duck, whatever thing happening, but you've also got like, this weird grid thing on top of it. Like almost like it's a color by numbers kind of thing. Yeah, what, what's going on with this? I kind of had a problem with it when we were going to, uh, like, we were trying to oh, set yeah. up the printing for the vinyl that we're getting because originally we were going to do on um, what Christian is doing for us. We were thinking about like maybe trying to do it like back and front and having like one EP on one side and then the other EP on the other side. But then, like, what, what was it? When when you mash the artworks together, yeah, so that and, weird dot pattern fucked up something. Yeah, and, but uh, I think it ended up being out okay. I just had to bump up, like, the DPI and resolution, like, way fucking higher than it should have been. Uh, and then I just okay, resized yeah, it a bunch, yeah. and it, like, hopefully it works out. I don't know, we haven't seen it yet. Uh, I, I, you know, yeah. I think Christian's in chat, and, like, if it comes out fucking terrible, I am so sorry, and we appreciate you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have, like, the... the 
from, from what we've seen, what he's sent yeah. us, the, the previews of it, it looks yeah, fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah, he so sent us the previews of it. It, came out. it looks like it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Maybe he's Can't photoshopping stuff before he sends it to us. So when we get it, we just start crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Christian. Uh, oh, um, so uh, you guys also did some uh, music videos that I'm... Uh, Uh, we're gonna start off with, I think it's flexible lies. Yeah, flexible lies. Uh, so whose idea was uh, the music video? Oh, uh, Christian says it looks fine, by the way. But uh, right. yeah, Christian. whose idea was it to do uh, this music video? It looks fine, <laughs> it looks fine it's Christian. So fine. <laughs> uh, what, flexible lies. Uh, Mike did. Mike, yeah, yeah Mike it was. It was mostly our. Yeah, it was mostly our. Like, um, we have like a, a visual guy. Essentially, he's also like one of our best friends and our roommate. Um, he he projects like AV glitch shit. That's all like kind of like live done. Like he puts on his own show when we play. Like you could watch him just fucking pressing buttons and shit. And it's pretty entertaining. Oh, <laughs> so, do y'all have like a projector going or something like that live? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh he's, shit! Yeah, he, he jams. He jams. Basically, he he makes DVDs of random clip art or like whatever he finds that he thinks is interesting, and then shoots them into this old uh, like eighties, early nineties. Yeah, it, like live TV shit. What, yeah, what you would make like an old VHS out of, or like an old music video, basically, if you didn't have a ton of money. So in the beginning of Flexible Lives, you see like hands moving around and bullshit, like like it was like hacking a TV station. That's me and him messing with his mixers and visual yeah, shit. Yeah, so like yeah. all that equipment that you see on in the beginning, minus a couple like like antennas attached to guitar pedals and shit. Um there's like actually those are the crazy visual mixers that Mike uses live. They look yeah, they look they look nuts. It looks like a like a weird sci-fi like like cockpit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's cool. But but yeah, he, he does that and then like you can like basically you can shoot the output into certain inputs on it. Almost like creating like in a, like a loop or like like you would with audio gear to make like some crazy sounds right um it'll make crazy visual patterns and there's like a there's a whole world of that now actually uh there's a lot of people doing it we just played our first show back recently and he uh the other band cadaverette great band from portland maine um they also had their own artist that was doing the same thing like but he had some an insane amount of yeah, yeah i couldn't done, even believe it he, like, he does the visuals for fucking uncle ass and the deadbeats yeah, and like, yeah, yeah he's living up here now or like i guess he's probably gonna go back and forth whatever but it, he uses similar kind of stuff but like does it for cadaver and it just it's a totally different thing like it's it's people can do the same shit with the same gear but still have like a unique thing it's like yeah. it's totally like music but visual a, that yeah, sounds that, really interesting. How do you do that? Does he have like a whole computer with him or something? Like person to ask. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, so, so I mean, depend. So when he first started, no, he didn't have a computer, but now he does. So originally, he was bringing a, a like a stack of DVD players, like small DVD players, about this tall. Okay. He'd have, so he'd have four of them, and. Uh, each he had two of like the little mixers and each of them had two different input mixers and you can you can fuck them up via that and then just like do like weird be like you can patch it into itself almost like a synthesizer or something and just like make some crazy sounds out of it but it's visual and so like he uh, he used to not bring a computer now he does just because it just makes it that much more insane it was like kind of like an uh, like an obsession with analog at first 
but then we're like, oh, we can make it that much crazier if we bring along a computer and supplement certain things. So he now has like a video that plays that goes along kind of with our set, um, but just really fucks it up with a bunch of other shit at the same time coming into it. That's crazy, man. I didn't know that you could do. Um, There's a whole lot of this shit. I still don't know you can do stuff like that. Tachyon's Plus is the man to watch. He is like the fucking god of that culture right now. He does some crazy shit. But there's, there's, and he also, uh, he'll take those machines and he'll bend them like circuit bending. He'll, he'll video bend them uh, and to make them do even crazy yeah. I know but. you could do that. That's awesome, man. Holy shit. Um, Holly's asking what's his name. It's uh Mike Villars, right? Villars. Villars. Alrighty. Baba Ghoul on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I don't know how his is spelled. A number of underscores. <laughs> uh he also did another one for you guys, uh Feed Your Feelings. So yeah. uh are these he like just his ideas or did y'all like tell him what to what kind of what to make y'all guide him a little bit the first one i think like we had like a, a rough idea and the mic just fucking went for it and we were like just do literally fucking whatever and then the second one we had one idea that like morphed whatever it was i think like they went to set up the practice space to like film and everything and it changed like into what it is now and but Mike still like did all the editing and like as it was editing it kind of changed again too. Mm-hmm. It uh, kind of like reigns in the ideas. Yeah, you know, just like throw everything. Like we like, we have a bunch. Of, we have a really bunch good of... at the visual thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so we just kind of like yeah. leave that to him and let him like. I mean, like we also also have input for sure. Yeah. Like like that video, we definitely it was like us just like with we have a bunch of mannequins at our practice spot that a really close friend of ours gave to us like a bunch like a yeah. whole lot of mannequins yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> they're in the bathroom you try and take a shit and it's just literally like yeah, the torso of one of them is in your face like, but in but, one of the bathrooms your legs go in between the mannequin's legs yeah. <laughs> and like on the leg it says look up and you look up and you're just like checking out the mannequin's body yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild <laughs> so essentially we just got weird with those and just like film some live shots where we and then some shots that we were just being weird with mannequins yeah. i guess it did eventually we kind of like like made a weird like segment out of like there was that hole behind us that was just the door to our actual yeah. practice yeah. spot that we would like shoot mannequins through so it looked like it was going through the wall or some stupid shit but yeah i don't know it is, yeah. i think it looks really good actually like most performance videos are kind of boring to be honest but uh y'all did a really good job with this one this one's really interesting are boring to be that's, honest that's what we were trying to avoid we hate performance yeah. videos so we we're like oh let's make it interesting somehow but yeah well you fucking nailed it man uh so got some random questions here first one's one that we ask everybody what do you put on your hot dogs a sauerkraut all righty just sauerkraut or uh, are we looking at something else i like like relish sauerkraut mustard yeah. Mustard, not ketchup. Not a ketchup fan. No. Dude, me neither, man. Most people always say that they put like ketchup on their hot dogs, and I'm like, you're fucking insane, man. So I, I appreciate that. Finally found someone that didn't like it. Yeah, like the New York dog or whatever. Um, like I, whatever uh, sauerkraut, you know, like four or five different kinds of mustard mixed together, <laughs> put into a bottle, then pour it on the hot dog. Uh, maybe shove spaghetti in there. You know, call it a 
Okay, okay. I was with you until the spaghetti, but uh, I, I, I can get down with this. <laughs> Some experimental food to go along with experimental milk. I got it. <laughs> you just pour water on it. <laughs> okay, you're a, uh, 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 what, what do you call it? Um, a competitive food eater, so I, I got you, man. You just, just uh, you know, no, space oh, it. No. It is slow. You, you enjoy order it. it that way. They don't like when you do it, but you can. Um, uh, I make a lot of hot dogs at work, uh, and I guess I don't know. We have like a we have like a banh mi dog that rips. I I eat a lot of those. I eat vegan banh mi dogs all the time, and then uh, but I mean I guess last weekend I did yakisoba as a special and then we made a yakisoba dog that just had yakisoba just sitting on top of it with like some pickled ginger and a bunch of shit that was really good actually sounds pretty I would, good i, like I would that. totally eat vegan yakisoba dog it, it came from there's actually one of the one of the dudes that i work with has this like whole dream about he kept on talking about it where he just really wanted to do not even a dog but just yakisoba on a bun which is apparently a thing it's a street food thing like it's really big in certain areas mostly i think it's vietnamese mostly that people put it on the bun and it's weird but we put a dog in it and it wasn't that bad <laughs> it was pretty good <laughs> uh you work at a restaurant then uh, yeah I, I make food at a brewery yeah Okay, okay, nice. And yeah, I got for kind of a restaurant too, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, y'all dropped this out on uh, Dark Chill Records. How'd y'all hook up with Christian? Um, I think he posted us. Like, Hi, Johnny. Bye. Johnny's, yeah, yeah, Johnny's got to get out of here. See you later, Johnny. You're awesome. <laughs> um, I think he shared our, like, this first EP that we put out at some point on Mathcore Index. I think he uh, premiered it, didn't he? The second one? No, 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 no like we're talking our, about the like first our, one. Like oh, oh, okay. Yeah, so like he posted that way back and like through Math for Index in general, like when it was just a blog out, like and just you know, posting on Facebook is like how we found like band died from New York. We were like friends with and like loved them, we played with them, we went down to New York with them. Like we found other bands through that way too. Um, but like he posted our shit and then I think he hit us up or we hit him up. Uh, like a couple years ago, I was like, "Hey, we have a new album. Please help!" Um, and he helped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he like he he promoted the shit out of it, and like, yeah, it was, it, I mean, yeah, Christian's it, fucking it, the man. Yeah, yeah, it's a, he does a great thing. <laughs> but, Hell yeah, yeah, man! Uh, I guess when it, when it came to this one, he had already kind of well, we did the we did the Index Fest. Yeah, and and he had after the Index Fest that we did, which was the live stream one that happened in 2020. Um, he had had messaged us and be like, "Hey, I want to put out whatever the whatever the hell you put out next." So when we put out some shit, we messed or yeah. hit him up, and and yeah, and that's that's pretty much it. I mean, nice, he's, really straightforward. Yeah, he's uh he's awesome. Uh, kicking ass with the community, like seriously. Uh, yeah, it's just insane how much he's given. Um, let's see here. So uh, you guys played a bunch of shows. You actually played a couple of really cool ones, like Behold the Octopus and shit like that. Uh, what's your best show? That was my favorite one. 
but I used to be obsessed with Behold the Octopus when I was like a band geek in high school. So that was like so <laughs> at the same venue, but probably I think six months prior or something like that. There's a band from Maine called Confusatron, which is like oh yeah, that the, great. They're like Mr. Bungle influence, and that's like it. And they're but they're more like metally and weird um, in a different way. And like it was their first show back in like ten years, and that then. Was a good one. Yeah. There was another band on it called Quam or some shit like the Quad. It was called Quad. Quad yeah. It was a cello player and a drummer, and that was it. Um, and that was really fucking cool because, like, Confusatron is really, really, really tight. It was, they like, a nearly sold-out yeah. venue. At like, yeah. a, like, Portland, Maine is kind of where we have a hometown. Uh, Man- we're from Manchester. Manchester. Really get us, yeah, Manchester but... kind of sucks dick, but... Yeah. Uh, in some ways in some Portland ways is fucking out. cool um, there's like the people up there are so much nicer and like there's people that like stay for the whole show and shit like that there's, and like there's, they, there's like it's a very big art community yeah there. there's, there's more a appreciation for really weird, shit. weird shit up there and so that's we've always definitely found way more of a home up there yeah uh, like and they, it's only an hour away so it's yeah I think that was like the first show where it's like I, I think I realized wow people like like us here this is cool like <laughs> And like I don't know, I mean, we met people at that show and stuff. That one stands out to me at least. Um, that was a good one. My favorite one is I think it was I could be wrong. I think it was the first time we played in Maine because we didn't have much of a set together. We just had the first EP, I think, and that was that was the set. So our set was like ten minutes long. Yeah. Uh, and then afterwards, this little French lady comes up to us and just starts trying to talk to us, going, "My English is not very good, but do you have more?" <laughs> and I was like, oh this is very heartwarming yeah. I was like I'm so sorry no was like, uh, she was like no she's like yeah. Sure? no yeah we learned nothing with this I don't think we even had stickers at that point <laughs> that's awesome uh what about your worst show oh man uh, was the worst show. Oh, it was, it was, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that one, I mean, like I love Iron Gag, but it was us and them in Worcester at that oh, one. Oh, holy shit. We, we, we had one played, person we had played maybe the best show, like one of, one of my, one of my favorite shows that we ever played in New York with Died and with yeah. Uncle Skinny. And that was, a, that was a great show. And then we played where, where else we it, played somewhere else. It's and then the we posters on the wall right there. It's the oh, Trump one. Yeah. There's, yeah, 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 there's this yeah. shithole in Worcester called hotel Vernon yeah. where the way you book a show is the calendar on the wall. You <laughs> go in, you write the band's names and a date, hope that someone doesn't replace the calendar. And you just have to like, if you have a friend in the area, you can have them go and check and make sure it's still there. Uh, the, Wait, the, they just randomly take it down and, and well, like, how are they booking a band just by you writing your name? What the heck? It, this whole process. Like, like mottos, we have a side room. You can fucking use it if you want. Maybe you'll buy a beer. Like beers are a dollar there, but in a tiny glass. Um, <laughs> it's the sh- worst fucking place in the world. Um, and it was us, a band from Pennsylvania called Trunk that we're friends with, and like three other locals from like the area or with us and one fucking person came in the door it was just an absolute shit show um it was fun i guess but like no that is the weirdest venue i've ever heard of like you book a show by coming and writing your name on a calendar that could be replaced at any moment (laughs) what like room is like 
made to look like a ship hull. So there's like, <laughs> wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, that fucker. Yeah, yeah. And like, there's no PA to bring your own, like, well, there were speakers, but like, you had to bring a power in. Um, there's a massive piano on stage that doesn't work. It's in the way. I'm not <laughs> selling the spot. I'm trying to, you, but like, you man, ever go to a like, show where the bands are just playing to the bands and then they all pack up and go, yeah, cool, good game and go home. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you have like a recording of this? Because, dude, I got to see this venue. It's it was pretty. It's called Hotel Vernon. If you want to take a a, a a vacation to Worcester, Massachusetts, uh, you can definitely experience it. Go to Ralph's instead. Yeah, just, Ralph's, Ralph's is cool. Just go on Google. There's a lot of better places that you don't actually have, have to go there. there. You can just use the internet and find pictures and go. Oh, I'm going to. Yes, that, that's the entire idea. I'm just... <laughs> the Pirates Lounge. What the fuck is the Pirates Lounge? Yeah. The room has a bunch of bullshit pirate memorabilia oh, yeah, all the over the place. Yeah. I, so I guess it's called the Pirates Lounge, not the ship. <laughs> I, I've played, what, three? I think I've played three shows there. One with Gil, one with Wilziak, and then one was with Warfucker. And weirdly enough, the Warfucker show was fucking great. There was a ton of people there. Fucking popped off. Yeah, punk shit pops off and was really hard. Yeah, but like, but like, no, not us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was confused. Yeah. What's the uh, weirdest show? Well, I mean, that's probably the weirdest fucking show, right? But uh, if there's a weirder one, I'd love to hear. What's the weirdest oh, show no, you guys? Okay. That, same, that same weekend with Tweak, uh, then there's the metalcore bands that we played with, and Tweak is just like so, like us and Tweak are like kind of on the same yeah like wavelength, and uh, and then it was just like a bunch of metalcore bands, and it was just like kind of that one was pretty weird. No, it was it was Needleplay, Geesefoffer. Tweak and us, the matinee in, in Providence. No, no, I'm talking oh. about the other pro, uh, the other Worcester one that we played at, oh, at Remedy with Tweak. Oh, holy shit! Yeah. Right, and there was like a there was I don't know some some like really tough guy hardcore band was playing, and we were just in the side room with Tweak, just like we were all just like <laughs> I feel bad, but we were all just like making fun of them as they were doing their breakdowns, and we're all just like fucking like like. <laughs> Jokingly yeah. hitting each other and like, yeah. oh god, yeah, that was a weird night. I think but, more shitty than weird, but <laughs> yeah, that was, that was yeah, I guess shitty and weird in the way of shows are probably pretty similar. Like, probably right. I think all of our shows are kind of weird. So yeah, something. Uh, I had it so weird. A thing that happened at a show also in Portland is after we were done our set, some dude tried to buy a shirt and he bought, bought a shirt off. It was cool, whatever. Got the shirt, opened up, and he's like, "Hey man, can you wipe the sweat off your head on it?" And I was like, uh, sure. So wipe the sweat off my brow with this fucking shirt I just sold this dude. Um, and <laughs> guy that my dad used to work on the radio in Portland, Maine. And I guess that guy used to work at the same radio station, got fired for just being a fucking weirdo um, and just not leaving anyone alone. So he checks out that stuff. he played my dad and then played me somehow. <laughs> That's fucking weird, man. All righty. <laughs> I think I found a picture from this place, the Pirate Lounge or whatever. Um, I don't know if you're looking at the stream right now, but we've got what looks to be a very pirate-themed uh, uh, setup here. I'm trying. With an awesome, uh, I don't know, like pickup artist in there. Uh, yeah, that's totally it. <laughs> oh, yeah, so weird. So you like play where the ship wheel is? Is that Kid Rock sitting in front of it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just a random picture. 
Is it, so you would like play where the ship wheel is, or like how does that work? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. And it's a really shitty small stage. Uh, that is way bigger than it actually is. That's not that we we should have felt. That would you time. say it's a shippier stage? It's way shippier ah. than it looks. Ah ah. Got him. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. What the fuck? It's so weird. It's such a weird way to set up your venue. You think you think it would be cool to play there? It's not. Oh, what about what about there was there was a really weird one. Probably the most people that have ever been at any of our shows too. What was what's the fucking the meme band that we played that? Was, oh, Psycho Stick. We yeah. played with we Psycho played... Stick for oh, some sick. reason, and it was insane. Like it yeah. was actually insane. We also played with Green Jello right around the same time. I think yeah. because of the Psycho Stick show, someone was like, "Yeah, there's this weird wacky band that was." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> played with Green Jello twice. That was definitely weird too. Those those guys that wear like the Goblin mask or some shit. Isn't that right? Are the guys that had the spike one, uh, beer is good and stuff. Okay, I never actually listened to them. I've seen pictures of like wait, some, wait, some weird shit. Green Jello. Psycho Stick was the beer and good and beer is good and stuff. And then the like they had like all I don't know they had all those really shitty. Oh yeah, like, I remember Psycho Sticks like weird music videos and stuff. So, like, oh, people oh. know Green Jello because Maynard was on like a song or some yeah, shit. Yeah, Maynard. Tina. But like then yeah. like the the singer now is this guy named Will Manspeak who is off his fucking rocker. <laughs> um, <laughs> like he warmed up by they standing on a chair just screaming at the top of his lungs for like <laughs> twenty minutes saying I want it supersized with burgers and fries. <laughs> then screams at the sound guy to make it louder and keeps going. And that's the entire warm-up of this fucking band. He, he has a, he has a band that plays with them in each different section of the country, too. And the yeah. band that plays here is literally a Guar cover band. So they're all dressed up like Guar. And then it's just him no and his way. own standing on a fucking yeah. like, stool. It's, just it's actually weird. fucking... If, it's, it's entertaining. It's really like, fun. <laughs> each time like I, that I've seen him play or watch or have played with them, he's like, you're just about to wait $15 if you're coming through the door. This show's a waste of money. And he's <laughs> fucking right, but it's fun. But there, but he, he chants in between every song. He gets everybody chanting, Green Jello sucks. Like yeah. over and over and over. It's <laughs> so weird. There, there might be one song that you actually might know. From the 90s, there was like a pretty popular song, and it was just literally the Three Little Pigs song done as like a metal or a hard rock song kind of thing. Yeah. And Maynard was in it, and it was all over the radio for a while. And everybody knows that band just because of that song. Yeah. I have but, no idea what song you're talking about. I'm going to have to look this up. Little Pig, Little Pig, let me in. You know, that's going to be the clip I put up on Instagram, right? Is y'all doing that? (laughs) (laughs) So you guys got shirts, which you say on your band camp is a random color. What's going on? Why can't I pick a color? Oh, we're almost sold out of yeah, this, we, actually. We, yeah. we sold, like, the last yeah, four so or if, five If someone's going to watch this and go to buy yeah. one, you don't. We, don't. Have, we, don't. Yeah, we have two left, and the sizes are wrong, and buy. we need to fix it. So please don't buy a shirt right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, shit, man. I was going to try to get me a shirt, but I guess I'm not going to. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> yeah. But, He's gonna yeah. yell at you to not buy anything. Just oh, you guys want to plug some merch? Just don't buy anything. Please yeah, we do we, not. Buy we anything. found some deal where it was like so many shirts, different colors. If it's a light one, there's dark ink. If there's a dark one, it's light ink. Sure like, there's a couple right here. Yeah, the, yeah, those are gonna get mailed out. But like, let me just yeah. open one up anyway. Yeah. So like. Yeah, the they're all the different stuff. colors. Every single one is a different color. Yeah, it's like the grab bag, like like you get this many of different sizes. Yeah, but it doesn't matter what. Like, so I know we're advertising something. I just told you not to buy, but yeah, don't buy. Um, don't buy that. That's you know, it, don't buy like, that. Yeah. What kind of business sells you like random colors of shirt? Like, I don't understand. And then they print it on them for you too, but it's like yeah, the random yeah, colors. Everything like. You get some like really good deal on it. I was gonna say like, it's gotta be cheap as shit, right? Yeah, no, it it is for like a band. It totally right. makes sense because we right. try to sell our shit cheap anyway. Like, I'm I'm I don't want to make someone give me fifteen bucks for a fucking shirt. I know how much they cost to make. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Uh, Holly's saying that she asked for a yellow and got a handwritten apology for being out of yellow. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we've been like so anytime someone like orange must be like. We started this thing of just getting like trading cards of random, there's like Power Rangers ones, there's like Knight Rider, there's Megadeth ones, there's did, Free did Holy Did Holly get cards? Yeah, yeah. I don't Hopefully. know what cards we sent her, but I'm like, did. if we didn't send you cards, Holly, I'm sorry, we'll just yeah, we'll mail send, you some. We'll send you, you some cards, right? Yeah, now. we'll totally just send you a pack of cards. <laughs> uh, I got Pokemon cards from Cell Damage not too long. Still some bands doing that too. That's awesome. Yeah, there's these ones that we have in the deck now that I found actually at the show the other night. Oh, the religious ones? Those ones are great. There's, yeah, there's like a bunch of like, like Bible, like Genesis, like creationist story ones. Really? Um, and then, but I I really like the the rock ones that have just like random different Mm -hmm. artists on them that you've never fucking heard of. Yeah. Like there'll be like Motley Crue and then you'll have like, I don't know. Joe Schmo, who has long hair and looks like Fabio, and probably sang one song that anybody knows. Yeah, but like they're pretty entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered who these are marketed towards. I guess it's bands looking for weird shit to put with their merch, huh? Guess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Man. Uh, so you also have CDs and vinyl for I don't feel anything uh, available through Dark Chill Records. Um, people can just go to your Bandcamp and, and purchase it from there. I'm pretty sure. Um. So yeah, uh, what was the last thing you listened to? Uh, I w- I've been listening to a lot of Tony Bennett lately. Nice. Oh, for real? Okay. For real. <laughs> okay, okay. I can dig it. Uh, the last thing I listened to was this band called Yugen. Uh, Y-U-G-E-N. It's... I don't even know how to describe it. It sounds like there's 15 instruments all practicing displacement, but really fast. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I think the literally the last thing I listened to was Yowie. Nice. Okay. Uh, the thing I've been listening to a lot of though was is uh, I really like Black Midi and Squid. I'm actually seeing Black Midi on Monday, and I'm very, very excited. If you haven't heard of Black Midi, do you like the Mars Volta? Uh, I've heard of Black Midi. I think I've heard a couple of songs, and, and they were good. Um, I just haven't like dug deep into them. Like the album that's on pre-order right now on Bandcamp, those are fucking yeah. insane. They're, they're just getting crazier and crazier. I'm, I, yeah, that band is out of control. 
them uh, and and uh, Black Country New Road, which is a little bit more, I guess, emotive, but like dark and like moody kind of shit. It's kind of like like if Me Without You meets Black Midi kind of thing. Uh, they're really good too. Uh, a lot of Hikari Utada, um, <laughs> the girl who sings the Kingdom Hearts. Oh, <laughs> really? Okay. That some crowds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always crowds. Uh, interdimensional black metal. Always crowds. Speak. Speaking of behold the octopus. Yeah. Always crowds. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. I think in the last month it's really just been like Tony Bennett and Tom Waits. It's like there's no in between of what I've actually been into recently. Um, it's either like a you know a great old jazz like singer or like a just piece of shit dude with any instrument he can get. <laughs> dude, I love that. I love it when metal bands are like listening to like uh, odd stuff that you wouldn't expect them to, to listen to. Like, like I love oldies, for instance, and like that kind of throws people off sometimes. Um, yeah. What's your album of the year so far? Ultra Pop. Yeah, Ultra Pop or or Black Midi's new album is fucking insane. Uh, I think like so like Ultra Pop and is like one of the two albums I've listened to that I think that's come out this year that I can remember. Uh, so that they're just on another level. <laughs> album of the year. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's just like it's like just existence like, of the uh, year. Like they're just fucking treading. Whenever they so put sad. an album out, that's their year. Yeah. They they claimed yeah. that. We we saw it right before right before everything got shut down and it was probably the fucking craziest insane. fucking show I've ever seen. They had they had dudes in ghillie dudes. suits like just eating hamburgers, yeah, giving just, people just running around in ghillie uh, suits, just whispering in your ear, "You're doing a good job." And so like, like and like what? <laughs> what the fuck, really? Saw them like at one point they had like a break and the singer is a tall fucking scary looking dude. I don't care how nice one of he the looks. four. Yeah, well, the tallest one who's jacked to shit. And he's like, come dance with me. And like, I'm like, no, dude, I'm good. And I'm like, I'm coming down from like shrooms or acid or something. And I'm like, and I'm like, kind of scared. And he finally grabs me and we just start dancing. And I'm like, oh my God, he just wanted to dance. Like, Remember the, the, the girl was kept on like, she kept on doing this thing where like there'd be a buildup and she would just do this. Like she was like ready to just fucking like. The, do the Naruto I, like, Yeah, just to fucking Naruto right into you as fast as she possibly could. And she'd be looking you in the eyes and then she'd just, she'd just not do it. <laughs> it was like, you like, the, the shit out of me to just like fucking go uh, somewhere else and jump off a table or something it was awesome <laughs> Dude, that's awesome man i need to see them holy shit that sounds insane i had no idea they were doing that literally as soon as we hang up with you we're gonna go watch the movie that oh yeah you were saying they were doing that that's right buy some tickets watch the movie i'm sure it's gonna be insane i've seen clips of it we've all seen clips of it and it yeah. looks like it's nuts like that's they're, crazy. they're on another level <laughs> they're fucking <laughs> shit so uh, that's about all I had to talk about. Let's see something else you want to bring up. Nah, this has been cool. Dude, hell yeah. You guys have been awesome. Um, so if you're looking for an interesting original take on, on the style of music, check out I Don't Feel Anything, the new EP from Lil uh, which dropped in September through Dark Show Records. You guys are on Facebook, Bandcamp, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and all streaming platforms. Am I missing any like socials? No. Nah. Is that everything? Major ones. Yeah. yeah. That's everything. Okay. 
Um, as for me, drop my channel follow so you always know when I go live. You can also sub to get access to the interviews before they hit YouTube and other streaming services, as well as some exclusive emotes. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube folks, if you enjoyed the video, please drop a like, tickle the notification bell. Don't forget to subscribe. It's a great way to support me for free. Check out my music, The Sound Lightings Creation, at thesoundlightingscreation.bandcamp.com. Pre-orders for my new album, Boomers, Zoomers, Desperate Coomers, are up now. Uh, my next guest is Hopscotch Battle Scars. Join us this Sunday, the 17th at 7 p.m. Central for the live cast. Uh, thanks for being here, guys. Hope you had a good time. Thank, thank you. you thank you, man. Thank you so, man. Hell yeah, and thank you guys for watching and listening.